Hey there, welcome back. It's the Fully Live Athlete Pastor channel, and this is day 155 of our online Bible reading club series. This is Justin speaking, and let me recap for you. This is the uh, reading plan that is linked below in the description. You can get to it and see exactly what we're reading, but I'll tell you, just so, because uh, I'm nice. Uh, we are going to be looking at 2 Chronicles 21 and 22 in the Old Testament, and then we're going to be looking at John 14 in the New Testament, uh, in reverse order, we're going to do John first. And the, the goal here is to give you a review of what you've just read or to give you a preview of what you're going to read today because the goal here is we want to know God and we want to uh, help you to know Him better. And the, the, the infallible way to know Him and the best place to do that is in the Scriptures of the Old and New Testament. Yeah, there's no other book like it because in it we meet the Lord. Now, when you're reading the Bible, though, it's very important to be careful what sort of baggage you're bringing with you uh, to the reading. You're going to pick up baggage uh, from your culture. Uh, and so I'm primarily, of course, I would imagine speaking to, uh, you know, Americans and, you know, those kind of people reading, uh, watching this. But, but, you know, you never know on YouTube. But uh, to cult know where you are culturally speaking when you're opening up the scriptures because you're going to bring with you assumptions uh, to the text, and we, and so, but the key is you want to bring good assumptions to the text and good good grids to understand it, and that's why we highly recommend, of course, here at the Fully Live Athlete Pastor Channel, the reading of Scripture over and over and over again, going through the plan over and over and over again, the discipline daily of of doing that because it gives you a biblical lens and a grid to understand the Bible. You know, like, so a lot of us in, in our country, in our, our culture, evangelically, and in, in the church, right, uh, have this idea that, that God loves the world and that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. It's like, like, that is just like so much a part of our uh, vernacular and our wallpaper of our life that, that God's just this loving God. Uh, and, and some people characterize him as, as like the Santa Claus in the sky. He just loves us so much and get, wants to give us what we want. Uh, and so... What we want is very selfish, and we kind of get this self-interested uh, view of how what God can do for us, and that it's all about making our lives better, because uh, that's we what we are. You know, that's that's kind of our culture. So we're we're pretty much you know, utilitarian and pragmatists and and selfish and individualistic and all the things that we, all the baggage we might bring, and we have this like really kind of one-dimensional view of God. Uh, but you know, so as you think about Jesus, uh, the assumptions we bring to it is that look. He's here to show you how much God loves you. But I want to challenge that for just a minute. That's What, what, what does Jesus actually say? And I think that we may miss that uh, because of what we just assume he is here to do. Well, in his own words, in John 14, uh, in our chapter, the very last verse, it says, uh, following his interaction with his disciples, uh, you know, and, and he makes some great promises to them, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. But at the end he says, Verse 31, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that, so the reason he's doing what he's doing, so that the world may know that I love the Father. And I just think that's so counter to what we actually assume Jesus is doing. He says he's doing this so the world may know that he loves the Father. And, and why is that even important? Why do we need to know that he loves the Father? Uh, well, the world does not love the Father. 
That's our greatest problem. The world supremely underestimates the Father. And that's the very beginning of the story in the scriptures, isn't it? As after God makes all things, he places Adam in the garden. And Adam and Eve believe the lie that, you know, God really doesn't love you. The Father doesn't love you. He, he's not worthy of your love. Why don't you go on your own here and consider what's true, what the way is, what the life is, right? Why don't you decide for yourself rather than receiving it from his revelation? I have an alternative for you. Satan, the serpent says, why don't you consider you deciding what the way, the truth, and the life is? Well, that's where the world stands now. We don't, we've underestimated the Father. We don't know that He's lovable. We don't believe He is. And we discount Him uh, and have, have caricatured Him, actually. Uh, we, we don't, we need, what we really need is to see somebody who actually knows the Father. And no one knows the Father like the Son knows the Father. Jesus knows the Father. Now, when people get to know me or know you too intimately or too closely, right, uh, they know your foibles, they know your sin, they know, you know, our sins, what they know, and they get annoyed with us. They get, you know, worn out with us, you know, and, and some, some of them, some of our people are trapped, their family or their our spouse or, or kids, and they have to stick with us, right, for the most part. But most people would just be like, oh, I'm, I don't want to, I don't want to interact with you. And they can just, you know, not pick up the phone, not return the text and not even uh, care what we have to say. And, and you sort of uh, ghost us. They, people can do that and they do that when they get to know you, right? Well, if anybody knows the Father, it's Jesus, and, and he's like, you know, the thing that the world needs to see is that I love the Father. That's what Jesus is revealing, is that the Father, the true creator, the true redeemer, the true sustainer of this creation, all that we know, the one who made us, is worthy of love. He is lovable. He is and ought to be the supreme object of all of our affection, all of our love, the Father, that's who he was and is to, and will always be for Jesus. May it be so with us. And may we not discount that he is the way, the truth, and the he, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life to the Father. That's what It's not the way, the truth, and the life to get our best life. He's the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through the Son. That's what John 14, 6 says. So I want you to think about that memory verse, that verse that's used in gospel presentations when we want to boil down the, the, the salvation message to the mo to least amount of words so people can can take it in. We often will use John 14 6 as sort of a uh, an ankle lock to say, hey you got to turn you got to make the turn here. You got to make the conversion right now because uh, it's it's do or die. You've got to decide if you want to follow Jesus or not. But the, the key thing is what Jesus is actually concerned about is that we know that he loves the Father. Isn't that amazing? This is a, it changes your, your, your mind's blowing. You're, you're, you're thinking like, I really did underestimate uh, the Father. I thought this is all about me, but it's not about me. It's about the Father. Jesus is making it about the Father. What does the Father do? Uh, he's, he, he's sent Jesus in order to prepare a place for us. So the, the Father and the Son who have always dwelt together in eternal fellowship. Well, well, Jesus takes on flesh, becomes incarnate, and lives uh, a, a life of suffering and loss so we can gain. You know, he takes the cross so we can have paradise with the Lord, right? So when he gets to the heaven, right, he gets back to the, 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 the throne. 
uh, he surely he'll forget about us, right? No, no, no. He is he is bound up to prepare a place for us. There's many rooms. He's going to prepare a place for us to dwell with the Father, just like him. That's the greatest gift he could give us. It's to dwell with his Father. Do you want that, or do you just want more stuff? Do you want the Father? That's what Jesus prepared. That's why he's here. He's here because he loves the Father, and that's what the world needs to know. And he's going to prepare a place for us to dwell with him. He's also, in the meantime, going to move on to uh, to, to heaven, right? He's, he's going away. That's what he's talking about in 14. Uh, but in the meantime, he's going to give us another gift. He's going to send us the person of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will dwell in us. Now, what, is that, what does that actually look like? What, what are we talking about? The Spirit's invisible, right? God's invisible. We can't see him. Uh, unlike Jesus, who took on flesh, the second person of Trinity. So we don't see the Spirit, but we see the effects of the Spirit, right? It says that he will give us peace. Peace I give to you in verse 27, right? Peace I leave with you. The Spirit I'm giving you, he's going to give you peace. Now, let's think about this. There's The Holy Spirit does not dwell within the people of God in the Old Covenant, in the Old Testament, right? Uh, so think about, I want to give you one example to, to, to illustrate this. And I think it's instructive. Go back to, if you remember, the Exodus story. In Exodus 12 through 15, uh, the people of God are finally released from slavery by Pharaoh uh, as God delivers them at the Red Sea from in, in the most amazing uh, story in the Old Testament. Well, you would think that when these people faced opposition after seeing the miraculous deliverance from God and his power and his grace to them, you think they would, you know, they would be able to face adversity. Uh, but at the moment they get out of, uh, out of the land, out of Egypt, and start to wander through the wilderness, they get thirsty and hungry and grumble, and they say, we, we would rather go back to slavery. Uh, they do not value the Father. They do not think the Father loves them. They believe the lie. They don't know the Father's worthy of love and trust and faith. They think the way, the truth, and the life, they've looked at, and they've, they've waited just like Adam and said, well, we think it's back this way. You know, we don't think it's a head following you. We're going to go back this way. That's the that's the great problem. That's again, that's what Jesus came to do is to show us the way ahead is the is the is to love the Father. And as you think about that, that's that's exactly what those who receive the Spirit do. It says that that you're, I'm going away, uh, and he says in verse 27, "Do not let your hearts be troubled, or let them be afraid." Uh, following the ascension into heaven, the Spirit comes upon the church and 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 ascends. And then uh, transforms them so that they are not afraid and they are not troubled, though they face trouble and affliction. Uh, namely, in Acts 3 and 4, they, there's, a, there's a healing. Uh, John and Peter heal a guy, uh, and it's well known. He's at the temple gates, and then all the religious leaders uh, and high priests, and everybody comes to them and says, Hey, you cannot keep talking about Jesus and the resurrection. You have to go away. And they're like, We cannot go away. We will keep on preaching in Acts 4. Uh, we will keep on telling of Christ. We can do no other. There's no, no there's salvation by no other name under heaven but Jesus. And we'll obey God rather than men. Uh, they, they are uh, the essence of a new creature. They have peace uh, that uh, does not allow them to be overcome by their affliction and fear. Uh, unlike the old covenant believers who were uh, quickly distracted and wanted to go backwards um, these are these guys are going forward with the proclamation of Jesus, and that's that's the essence of it. Now, uh, we've spent all this time on John 14. It's such an important passage. Let me go quickly to to the to the uh, Second Chronicles passage. Uh, remember, what we need to know is that the Father's worthy of love, and Jesus demonstrates that. Well, what happens when we uh, associate with those who do not love the Father? 
well, the king's following Jehoshaphat, his son, first son there in the 21st chapter. It notes in verse 6 that, that this guy married uh, a daughter of Ahab. And Ahab's this uh, criminally just evil uh, king in the northern kingdom. And so the southern kingdom uh, is, is seeing their... Uh, they are becoming just like the northern kingdom, you know, that, that's wiped out in 722 by the Assyrians. Uh, but they, you see here that they are just having a, a rough go of it uh, as these guys uh, are hooked in with these uh, idol-worshiping wives and, and they become just, just as evil as them and they're murderous and, and they're oppressive and they, they are, they're a disaster. Well, it says there in the seventh verse that you know, God's made a promise to David and to his household to never let the lamp go out. And so it looks very bleak here. But you can bet that God's word will not fail to David, even though it's looking really, really bleak. And you look at these chapters, they're depressing, 21, 22 of Second Chronicles. But here's the good news. The Father is loved by the Son, and, and He did that because we can't do it. Uh, the son, we cannot love the Father as He uh, is, is worthy of love. And so the Son had to do it for us, had to show us the way, be the way for us, so we could be redeemed and we could have a place with Him. And He sent the Spirit to teach us this. Uh, and so as you're reading, I, I pray that the Spirit will, will uh, teach you these things and help you to know that the Father is worthy of love. Uh, as these kings in the Old Covenant uh, were not aware of it, they were misguided and led away uh, by the, by the uh, people that hated the, uh, the Lord and the Father. The world, right? The world doesn't know the Father is, is worthy of love. All right, well, I hope that's helpful to you. Uh, we'll catch you next time with the Online Bible Reading Club. God bless you and keep on reading. If you're watching this to the end, go ahead and, and hit the like button, uh, leave a comment, and subscribe. That always helps. So take care. See you next time.